0: Welcome back to the self help Fitness Project podcast where we are redefining what it means to be fit. This means that fitness isn't just about what you look like, but how you feel mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And in this episode, we're going to learn from Jane Anderson what it means to follow your heart and intuition and work on your emotional health, one of the four main pillars that we talk about. So without further ado, let's get into Jane's world and see what we can do today to start accessing more of our intuition and our heart. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll just hop in here cause I think Ron might be waiting for our, our call for tomorrow. So we'll, we'll get, we'll get started with it. So, uh, Jane, if you wouldn't mind just sharing your story, uh, in a, in a brief version and then we'll, and then based off your story, we'll give Oliver and Alicia a chance to ask you some questions about what's going on inside of you, you know, what's going on in there and, and how can we maybe apply it to our own lives.
1: I like the fact that you um proceeded that with a, you know, kind of a short version. Brett and I have had a few conversations and he knows like one small thing can kind of expand into this like gigantic, very detailed, off on a tangent, I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about type scenario. So yeah, I'll try and keep it as succinct as is possible for myself. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, absolutely. So, um,
1: <laughs> thank you, Brett, as well, for inviting me to talk today. Um, so yes, my my name is Jane, and I currently find myself in the jungle in Bali. So any strange noises, there's probably some kind of jungle happening. Um, yes, and I am, I suppose yeah, Brett was saying a moment ago a holistic health coach these days, which incorporates elements of um, various things that I've picked up in uh, maybe 10 years now working in this particular field. Um, I was in London for 13 years. And yeah, I feel like uh, a big sense of freedom for, uh, for not living in a city anymore. In the last year or two that I was there, I would spend a lot of time going into parks and finding trees to be near and taking time being barefoot and standing on the earth just to balance the sheer, you know, the less favorable for me aspects of being in a city like pollution, busyness, lack of connection at times. So I just go into the parks and there's this big old tree near where I live. So to be in the jungle now is amazing. Um, So, yeah, I've done many things in the past, but for, for a few years, quite a short lived, actually, intense period working in sales and marketing and was, what other people might call very successful at that. So yeah, I was the top person in the UK, um, but earned enough money to buy a house in London, um, but was just not doing what I meant to be doing with my life, and was just, I think probably quite burnt out. Maybe at, you know mid mid late twenties, um, and yeah, I started started to hear a little whisper at that those times actually just in the mornings. You know, between when you're awake. And asleep, that's kind of quite a powerful, magical. I mean, there's probably more scientific ways of putting it, but for me, magical space. And I started to hear something in those in those little spaces, very fleetingly and quietly to begin with, and then louder and louder and louder till I. I won't go into this because it'll take probably like four hours to speak about. But you know, there was a, a crazy few years, but my soul was drawing me out of what I wasn't meant to be doing on a very wayward path towards where I am now and let's see where where I end up so um, I started uh, training as a personal trainer, um, physical therapist, people call it different things in different countries so yeah personal training, exercise coach so to speak Um, and during those years I had a lot of healing to do of myself so as I, uh, my training then was quite hardcore. One of my clients used to call me the silent assassin, um, cause I didn't shout what you would work really, you know, really hard. We'd do farmer's carries, we'd do quite a lot of tough stuff. And yeah, I tend to put quite a lot in the sessions, a lot of burpees, and I'd work my clients quite hard. Um, yeah. And then as I started to focus more on healing myself and incorporating more holistic therapies then I began to weave some of those more holistic practices into my client sessions. So perhaps getting someone in plank, but then maybe getting them to rest in child's pose for a minute afterwards, really focusing on the balance between, yeah, working when we're working hard, or yeah, with effort perhaps rather than hard, Um, and then resting and relaxing and, you know, adding a bit more texture in, in that way. Um, that led me to train in holistic, um, body work, which has become quite intuitive and developed in its own way. So then I could add this in with clients as well. And then in more recent years, but probably about seven, six, seven years ago now, I'm not so good with linear time, but, um, I trained as a yoga teacher as well. So now I incorporate those three elements and yeah, um, I suppose now it's, um, yeah, it feels more, more balanced, more integrated, and people come to me with goals of perhaps wanting their body to look a certain way, but I start to work in as best I can, and in, in internally, you know, perhaps, why, why where does this goal come from? I might not even say that to the client, but trying to weave in more of the self-love, self-care what's better for your higher self? What's better for your soul? Yeah, okay, we're gonna be doing some squats, but just trying to (laughs) weave in a bit more of of that other stuff as well as best I can. But it's, um, yeah, it's still developing. Um, I met Brett the other day. I was doing some really, really weird stuff in the gym that I might have felt conscious about doing a few years ago, and thankfully, I seem to not care nearly at all anymore, so. Um, Yeah. And I basically it was just lots of like freedom expression, some of it trauma release exercise, some of it just really feeling like, oh, I can feel something in my heart today and just letting that lead me where I where I want to, to go on that particular day. And then, yeah, maybe at the end throwing a few kettlebells around or maybe just spending an entire hour in the gym, in the weights area, in like heart release, surrender, shakti movement. So, yeah, and just trying to be a bit free with it. So it'll be interesting to see how I can weave more of that authenticity into, into my one-on-ones when I start working with human beings in actual real life scenario rather than, at the moment, recording sessions for clients, which is a, a blessing. Um, so yeah.
0: Wow, beautiful. Was
1: that brief enough?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> perfect, Jane. It was perfect. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and yeah, just so everyone knows, I saw Jane in the, Jane in the gym about a month ago And she was like doing like this weird, like dancing stuff. She was like on her hands and knees at a stage. And, um, I was like, that's my girl. Like, I love it because, because to do that, to do that, you have to like have this, a certain level of not giving a fuck what people think. And I'm very drawn to that. So whenever I see things like that, I had to go talk to her and then I met her. And obviously, as you can all tell, she's absolutely stunning and lovely and, and all that. So Jane, I'd like to talk about your journey with like from the internal world and and how you change your focus from external things to how you feel like w- when you have, when, when one of your clients say would have a goal of like, I want to re- I want to you know release some fat or I want to build muscle. And you could tell that this client was like super focused on only the muscle or only like the, the, the releasing fat, but not so much on how they feel. They were forgetting to do certain self care things. What would you tell that person to get rolling with that?
1: I think it's, um, quite a subliminal thing because that's obviously what they want to come to you for especially because a lot of people first knew me as a personal trainer so they come for that and then you know then the rest of it's, it's there as well so it's different with each person depending on how open they are to certain things there was one woman I was training for a wedding several years ago now um, and then uh, I actually kept training her after that through while she was going through a divorce and um, yeah, so then it was just very much, we were focused on um, on the goals, more so for the wedding, the divorce time was more just about being there for her. Um, and yeah. I suppose I was just myself, like I, I have a lot of empathy, so I, I sit with the person and just try to hold space for what's there. Um, but I got a message from her quite recently, and it was a couple of years since we'd we'd trained, and the thing that she sent me a message for was was saying not, you know, she did look in incredible shape for her wedding, like, she, you know, she wanted to work on her bum, and she posted a picture of her getting into a car in New York, and everyone was like, well, your bum looks amazing. Like, yeah, great, okay. It's nice to feel good about ourselves, but that's a whole kind of another another conversation, really, there you know the bomb epidemic and um yeah so the thing that she said was saying was was thank you for being so kind during that time and i that really 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 touched me i mean she said a lot more but it was like wow that someone remembered my kindness rather than yeah your your goals physical goals would come and go you know athletes don't train consistently in a you know an upward trajectory there's there's phases for (laughs) deloading and rest where you, and then you come back after you know perhaps the winter season of training for summer performance there's lots of variables to it Um so I think yeah we often have these ideas in our heads of training in a, in a, in a straight line and wanting to get better and better but the better is an, a non-fixed thing often based on a sense of lack or these images from um, society advertising Instagram that make us feel like we want to look a certain way but it's not really based on that like we really really sit with it and like ask our heart which can be quite difficult to do at first and it can take a lot of different types of listening um to see if this is actually really what i want to do or do i just want to go into the gym or outside or in my bedroom dance around for for an hour and and how do i feel you know
0: yeah yeah i love the question (laughs) yeah beautifully no jane you've been doing great (laughs) um me and alicia were talking in the group chat about purpose and it's something that she wants to talk about. And I'd love to get your two cents on purpose, Jane, specifically because you had this experience in London where you did fantastic. Everyone's looking at you. They see it as fantastic, but you you felt um, not, let's just call it not whole on the inside. And it's like, what's my purpose? What am I get, like, really want my life to be about? What am I going to do? Like, this is something that we all go through. Like, what's, why am I here? Like, what the hell? You know, and I, I want to talk about purpose a little bit with you. So maybe for Alicia, because I know she was talking about this a little bit. How were you able to find something that really fulfilled you? And is this a daily practice for you? What are some tools maybe that we could use to dig deeper into our purpose and, um, and how, and like what your experience was when you tried something and maybe it didn't work or you tried something and there's like fear and uncertainty, how did you get past that? And just bring yourself back to like, what's my purpose and stay focused. And how did you kind of find your way?
1: That is a very, very good question. This might not make entire sense, and I don't even know where I'm exactly going with it. But um, it's something that human beings spend a lot of time thinking about: purpose, purpose, purpose. And uh, the Native Americans, um, uh, and in the, some of the shamanic traditions as well, they talk about, you know, each each um, being on Earth having its song. So you know, the antelope knows what the antelope's do and It's just being an antelope and uh, the tiger knows the song of the tiger the tree knows how to be a tree and it seems to be there's a lot of confusion around you know our purpose and I think a lot of it's driven by external external factors on you know this kind of capitalistic goal-driven society so a lot of it's not really ours it's programming you know so yeah it's, it's a difficult one to to know exactly how to you know is this my purpose or is this what i feel like i should be doing you know and it can be so well hidden we can think like yeah this is what i'm meant to be doing with my life but so yeah i guess um i guess it's yeah it's what a lot of people on planet earth are trying to figure out at the moment and it's it's is our purpose you know what's best for us so we can have this particular lifestyle obviously very important so that we can live from a a full cup but you know i think purpose hopefully is more shifting towards what's going to sustain the planet how can our purpose as human beings as caretakers as part of the bigger bigger whole you know where do we fit into that in a harmonious way so yeah. And I think the the aspect of being more human beings rather than your human doing. So I think a process of stripping away and getting rid of everything that's not necessary for for um, for our lives or for, you know, how that, because there's a radical, I love this expression, radical interdependence of all things on the planet. So, you know, knowing that each of our decisions and our purpose has a knock on effect on every atom, I suppose. So yeah it's kind of deep um yeah I think you asked me about um daily practices and things like that and um uh I would in some ways I think just some people who get up every morning put their mat out chant waft incense around do the exactly the same thing and you know have that routine I almost kind of not envy because it's not something that I kind of you know harbor such feelings but but yeah, I think, wow, to, to know that that's what you're doing every morning. But for myself, it completely changes. Some mornings, like a lot of last year, because there was so much going on in the world, a big shift in my own life and a lot of collective collective, grief, shedding, let's just call it that and tie a bow over it for now. Um, you know, a lot of my daily practice was waking up in the morning, putting my hands on my heart, listening to maybe an hour of meditations. not in your... I'm meditating pose more just lying there like you know kind of self-soothing uh other mornings at the moment it's kind of getting out of bed having a strong cup of tea and going to the Muay Thai gym and plus pushing a sled around and hitting the punch bag other mornings I'm in that really liminal state that I was talking about before the between sleep and wakeful state and if I sit in that kind of golden otherworldness for a while and and begin to write a lot of writing seems to come through in those times so I try to be I mean I can go too much into flow where it's like yeah you say you're in flow you're not just not actually doing anything with your with your time so it's something that I sometimes need to kind of keep a little eye on but I really like to because we do change each day is different you know emotions are passing through external life circumstances are passing through uh, and as much as we can remaining in that witness and watching it all but each day calls for something different you know so i'm just trying to be present with that and not be too 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 in flow and not, you know not get anything done thus the white tie in the mornings at the moment so. okay <laughs> get up, yes crush
0: it, and then i'm like okay i
1: can do nothing for the rest
0: of it <laughs> well i love what you said about about first of all, feeling your heart. If there's one thing that I found value in that I can relate to with that is that like taking time to just not be distracted, like taking time to just stop doing for a freaking moment (laughs) and sitting down and like putting your hand on your heart is beautiful. And just like feeling into like what's happening right now. Like I don't need to do anything. I don't need to achieve anything. Just like, and like no, like no external stimulus, no nothing. Just really just feeling into that. I love, and I think that's a great way to find answers for anything in life, any problem challenge that you have. And also I want to bring in something that um, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Eckhart Tolle has says, and when I say spiritual for everybody, I don't mean like uh, God or religion. I just mean like we're human beings on this planet. Like this is, you know, he's just teaching like about humans, like the human experience. And so anyways, what, um, what he says is that we have, we all have uh, two purposes. One is an inner purpose. One is an outer purpose. And our inner purpose is always the same. It's basically to awaken to like the fact that, Holy shit, I'm like this consciousness within me. Like, that's our, that's, we all have the same inner purpose, but the outer purpose, specifically speaking to you, Alicia can change over time. He says like, you can have like 20 outer purposes during your life. Who cares? You know, like maybe when I'm a dad, my purpose is to just be a dad. Maybe if I'm broke, my purpose is to make money. And like, there's nothing wrong with the outer purpose. Like it is what it is. And like, I think that really helped me take the pressure off. I got to find my one true soul desire. Oh my God. You know, it kind of takes the pressure away from that. And I can just kind of live right here and just like feel out different outer purposes and like, is this what I want to be? Ah, all right. Today is my purpose to have fun and like go to the beach. I don't know. This is my purpose. Woo. Like I made it. And, uh, and not like waiting for something in the future to say, I made it. You can, you can make it every day. You're already making it. You know, um, <laughs> that's kind of the, uh, my vibe when it comes to energy. but I'm going to open it up now to Alicia. If you have any questions, if we hopefully triggered you on some questions for this, Oliver, Bradley, if you guys have some, some questions, now would be the time.
1: I wouldn't say I have really a question, but I just want to say that, that what you said about um, like every day can basically be like a new purpose, that I've never really thought of it like that. So, like, it kind of just opened my mind that you're really right. It relieves a lot of pressure. There's not just like one big purpose for your whole life, you have know, multiple purposes.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Isn't it nice to kind of take the pressure off like that? Like, I don't need to find this one big thing, right? Yeah,
1: that, felt, that was just like, whew, big, big
0: relief. Yeah, well, beautiful. I'm glad that resonated with you, Alicia. That's awesome. Wow, I hope you guys enjoyed that half as much as we did. Uh, I really like this episode because I know how many people like myself have been at a point in their life where they just didn't know what the hell to do. Like, should I do this? Should I Should I do this for a career? What are my parents gonna think if I choose this option? This thing about purpose can sometimes get in the way of doing what we really want. And it's nice to take the pressure off. So I hope this provided you with a ton of value today. And if it did, do us a favor maybe and leave us a subscribe and a like. We'd be happy to hear from you so we can improve in the future. Thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time.